Hello, this is LaTanya Hendry with The Woman's Soul Restored. I just want to thank each of you that listened last week to my niece, Shanice Chantel, as she shared her story from near death, from death to rebirth. It was such an awesome interview and just being able to sit and talk with her about what she experienced with something that was supposed to be a simple procedure that turned out not to be so simple but life-altering. It was great to hear her be able to share her story with strength and being able to tell it with such authority and knowing that it was by God's grace that she made it through. So if you did were not able to catch up to season opener to season three, please um, just click that link and check out last week's episode. It was truly an eye opener. This week, I would just like to have a conversation about the trauma of the voice, the trauma of the voice. We can experience or go through something so emphatic in our lives until it almost brings us to a point of breaking. And it can have a subsequent effect of some things that can happen to us in the physical and the mental that will take you in another direction that you may not want to go in. So today I will be discussing an experience that I went through maybe about two weeks ago. And it really almost altered my persona and the direction that my life is going in and besides the ladies in the sisterhood and I shared it with one of my husband's cousins today which is like my cousin um well not like my cousin we're close so she's my cousin as well but I shared it with her today about this experience that I went through that really it it made me reevaluate some things and and look at some people differently so i'll be talking about that experience today and going into my thoughts about some things that's going on in our world as we see people and the result of some things that may be happening in the space that they're in that has a cause and effect in them so take a break a very short break Um, Go ahead and relax, get you some herbal tea or even soak your feet in one of those feet soakers that you can plug in with the bubbly and just sit back and relax. And we're just going to have a basic conversation today. And I want to give you something to think about as well. So be sure to come back as we get into the conversation of the trauma of the voice, the trauma of the voice. Eccentric Studio One Art Gallery and Boutique is located at 309 West Julian Street in beautiful City Market right above Belfords. Their number is 912-272-0085. Eccentric Studio, the number one, dot com is the website. Shop local down here in the heart of Savannah's City Market. The multifaceted art gallery and boutique offers an array of handmade gifts from fine art, 
custom wood decor, boho and Afrocentric jewelry, to hand-poured candles, scented shea butters, and more. The artist owners would love to share their gifts with you. Visit their art gallery and boutique to shop their eccentric collection. They offer 10% off to total purchase for locals and military. So visit Eccentric Studio One in beautiful City Market. Their number is 912-272-0085. Website is eccentricstudio1.com. The art gallery that offers so much more. So hello and welcome back to A Woman's Soul Restored. This week I want to go into an experience I had, like I said in the intro, maybe two to three weeks ago. I think it's more leaning towards two weeks ago. Um, And it really put me in a bad place. I was already in a bad place and it put me in a worse place. But it also, after it was over, it made me think about some of our fellow citizens. And I'm going to get into that when I go into the story. But I said last week in my intro that coming off of the summer break, it was intriguing, but also I had some real down downs, um, some things that happened in um, surrounding my family, surrounding a very close friend of mine that really um, just disrupted my aura and my, well, the, the most relevant thing was my best friend of 30 years passed away on in July. She had an asthma attack that led into a heart attack. And I honestly believe when the episode happened on July 4th that she passed that day. But she was on life support for uh, an additional week. And they pronounced her deceased on that when they took off life support that following Monday. So it was an additional week she was on life support. But during that process, it was like a piece of me passed away as well. Because when you've been friends with someone for that long, and I'm not talking about the fake friends or none of that. I'm talking about a true, true friend. Someone that has been there for me and and I have been there for her. We've been there for one another through children raising up together and her kids calling me auntie and my kids calling her auntie. And just to the realization that just as suddenly she was not here anymore and just some other things that happened over the summer that just it, it really just I, I don't have a word for it it's just that I was not myself and I'll put it like that it seemed like I was being pulled in many directions and about two weeks ago it caught up with me so many things was going on and I the actions was not my thoughts and what I was able to do was not catching up with the things that were going on. So I just, I broke down. I broke down. I came in my office and I shut the door and I just began to melt down. I began to cry and just uncontrollably 
crying. And it got to a point where I started having thoughts that were not becoming of me. And I began to think about everything that was going on and everything that was transpiring. Just even in that moment of being, I was not being because I was lost. I was really vulnerable at that moment. And as I was thinking, you know, what am I, what is my purpose? What am I doing? How am I being a help? And I I can't even focus myself. And in the midst of those thoughts, y'all, and I'm, I don't want to tear up while saying this because I don't want to give the enemy any power. But in that moment of my weakness, and, and I said, you know, in my mind, I was like, what would it be like if I wasn't here anymore? What, who would mourn behind me? And just having thoughts. And the enemy told me, just go ahead and end it. Y'all, <laughs> I tell you, it did something to me because I had never had an experience like that before. Now, I've dealt with depression in my 20s and somewhat in my 30s, but in my 20s, it was really bad. Um, those of you that have read the book, Issues of the Heart Male, When His Issues Become Your Issues, I go into the things that I went through in my younger years and the depression that resulted from that. And also in the second book, A Window Without a View, where I go into when I tried to commit suicide. So in both of those books, I go into when I tried to commit suicide. But I'm 55 now. I celebrated my 51st birthday on May 16th. And it's been years since I had any thoughts of depression or anything like that. But just in that moment when I was weak, and vulnerable which the enemy has no pity on us he takes no he takes joy in our suffering so whilst I'm in my trying to get myself together and trying to recoup and and get back to me the enemy just just as subtle said just end it you know that and and then it went deeper it was like your life has no purpose nobody loves you just end it and for a moment I'm not gonna even lie for a moment I felt it I felt like my life has no purpose nobody really does love me which is far from the truth but even if it wasn't that many people that love me even if it was nobody that loved me I love me and I know that God loves me but in that moment of not even being able to get my thoughts together, the enemy tried to get me to end my own life. And I know it's going to it sound, maybe sound crazy to people that don't understand how Satan works, how he is manipulative, and he will try to dominate even your thought life. He will try to take over if you allow him to come in. And in that moment of my weakness, he tried to come in. And just for a moment, just for a moment, I had a glimpse of maybe this is true. Maybe nobody cares about me. Maybe nobody loves me. Maybe my life does not matter. I don't have purpose. But I snapped back because I know the enemy's plan is to rob and steal and kill and destroy. And not just me, 
all of us he has no love for any of us and any chance that he gets to come in and do damage in our lives that's what he will do so before it got any deeper i asked god who can i call who can i help who can help me through this because I know a lot of people. I know prayer warriors. I know pastors. I know ministers, evangelists, bishops. I know people. I know people that just know how to get a prayer through. But in that moment, I needed somebody specific. And I didn't know who that was. So I prayed and asked God, Lord, who can I get to help me through this? Because the enemy is in my head trying to get me to take my own life. And he showed me one of the ministers at my church, one that I'm really close to. I call her mama. Um, She's our church mother. Her name is Minister Shirley Welch. And immediately I called her. And we usually, we talk a lot because like I said, I look at her as more than a church mother. She is instrumental in my life, in my spiritual life. Her and my former pastor, Pastor Lucy Frazier, they were instrumental in my growth as a minister, in my growth as a spiritual being, in my growth as a woman. Because when my husband, was, me and my husband was going through our situations, they were there for us as older women, as widows that taught me how to be a wife, to be to honor my husband and not to always think that I'm right. And it has showed me the way to help heal my marriage. So, of course, and I know God makes no mistakes, but she would be the person that I was showed to call. So when I called her and we, you know, she, we were, she, we always chit chat and we talk about the Bible and talk about various things. And when she heard my voice, her, her voice immediately changed. She said, minister, what's wrong? And I said, mama, I'm having a nervous breakdown. I feel like I'm having a nervous breakdown. And she said, no, no, it will not be so. The devil is a liar. And she just began to pray. And while she was praying, all I could do was cry. All I could do was cry and humble myself because I know the enemy was getting defeated through her prayers because in that moment I was not able to pray for myself. But she prayed for me. There's there's a place for those old church mothers. There's a place for the older people. The Bible talks about how the older women are supposed to admonish and teach the younger women. And this, this woman and my former pastor were truly teachers of not only young women but people in general they had no qualms about praying for people and, and didn't have to be a member of a congregation they would pray that their reach stretched far beyond our church so i was thankful that she god used her to minister to me through prayer on that particular tuesday and it was like God was telling her what the enemy was telling me and she was praying against it because the thing she said that really let me know that it was the enemy at work she said I rebuke you Satan for trying to get her to take her own life she will not take her own life and she just started speaking on that and praying against it and I knew I knew God was telling her what to pray for me in that moment of vulnerability in that moment of weakness in that moment of not knowing what to do for myself not knowing how to fight the enemy and most of us 
in that in those moments when we're sneak attacked because that's what happened to me i was ambushed i was ambushed thinking i was safe and thinking i was okay and just having a moment the enemy saw that moment and he tried he tried to creep in and almost almost his plan almost came to fruition but i thank god i had enough sense and enough spirituality to reach out to somebody that I know would be able to help me. I thank God I had the option to pray and ask him to show me who I was supposed to call to help me in that moment. And she did. And when I hung up, before I hung up from her, she was, because it, 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 I'm saying it quickly, but it wasn't a quick process. We were on the phone maybe 30, 45 minutes while she was praying me down and and getting me to a place of calmness and a place of me knowing what I of course I know that God is an ever-present help and he loves me and cares for me but in that moment of me being vulnerable and open I couldn't even think straight I couldn't even think right and by the time she was done she wasn't through until she knew I was okay she asked me was I okay we didn't do any chit chat or anything I told her I was going to pray separately once we hung up because I felt I needed to do that but before I did right after we hung up um the sisterhood has a private Facebook group just for the members and I always share with my sisters because we're open like that they're able to share with me and I'm able to share with them and we know it don't go any further it's a no judgment zone nobody is criticizing me as a leader as a minister having a moment where the enemy tried to sneak attack me and get me to take my own life and to sum it up that's what it was he was trying to end what God has for me but when mama was praying she was saying God is pleased with your life God is pleased with you he loves how he is able to use you don't let the enemy tell you different and she was speaking life to me and I received it because I feel and not bragging on myself or anything I've done or will do or am doing or any of that but I do feel that I lead a life, not a perfect life, because I'm not perfect by no means. But I do strive daily to lead a life that's not only beneficial to my family, but beneficial to others and ultimately pleasing to God. So that is my goal. And I don't think my life is useless. I know people love me. I know my life has purpose. But in that moment of just being overwhelmed with everything that was going on trying to deal with losses and and just the people I wholesale from from my business to blend my oils they discontinued a lot of the oils that I use so I'm going through trying to configure and come up with new scents to blend and just it was just a gamut of things that was going on that just had my head spinning spinning and just I have a book that I'm editing for a young lady and I'm I'm so thankful she's understanding but I knew I needed to get to that and and get working and turning down some editing jobs because I really at that point I couldn't take on something else because I, I wasn't being proficient in the things that I was doing I honestly was overwhelmed not with business per se but just with everything that was going on it was just like I can't take one more thing and in saying that 
the enemy then came back and said, well, then just end it. You can't take one more thing, just end it. You won't have to take one more thing. Just as subtle and as crafty as that liberal of a conversation, you can't take one more thing, then just end it then. Wow. Just, you know, (laughs) so getting back to the story, I did go live on our private Facebook group. And I was in that moment of raw emotions, just letting them know that the God has a plan for each of us. But we, as a sisterhood, have to stick together. We have to be there for one another. We have to be supportive because it's not about being seen and and doing all that extra stuff. Yeah, we, we're getting back to you know, who we were in the community and doing specific things. But if we're not at peace with one another, then none of that stuff matters. It's important that if we say we're a sisterhood, we have to be coherent for one another and nobody should feel like they're alone. And being in this office when I was going through that episode, even though my husband was at home, my son was at home, my grandson was here, I felt alone. I I really felt alone. I felt like I was by myself and nobody could bear the burdens I was bearing. And I know I'm not by myself because I know others feel the same. Like they can't take one more thing. Like that one more thing is going to push me over the edge. If, If one more person come to me with something, if one more episode happens in my family, if I hear one more stretch of bad news, I can't take anymore. And and I feel it. I feel that this is an epidemic that's going on, not only in our country, but in, and not only in women. But we're since we're the the weaker vessel. And don't email me because I'm saying that because I'm speaking from the Bible, and the Bible says that the woman is the weaker vessel. But we are to support our husbands. We are the blend to them. We are to enhance them. But that's why we're supposed to be in a union of prayer because the woman is the weaker vessel and we need to stay in prayer. We need to be encompassed in prayer. And if you're married, you and your husband, your spouse need to be praying together to refute the bounds of the enemy. But I was letting them know that we as prayer warriors, we as the sisterhood, we are a family. We are a small family and we have to be there for one another. We can't just keep our stuff to ourselves and act isolated when we have a body of women, strong women, that's able to help us. And as I posted that live in that, in, in that private group on Facebook, couple of members did respond that one of them even went into a little detail that that a couple of days before she felt the same way that feeling of being alone that ain't nothing but that's and i'm gonna use the slang that ain't nothing but the enemy that's a trick because most of us have loved ones people that love us we may have co-workers that we hang out with that we bonded with people that we can call on but the enemy have you think you don't have nobody you don't have a soul and he will use those voices and that's that's what i want to talk about today the the trauma of the voices because experiencing that and thinking about that as the days went on reliving it trying to dissect it to see exactly what happened to me before i was even able to share with anyone else it really was amazing how 
we read about the devil we read about satan we we hear others testimony about how the enemy tried to get them to do whatever and they were able to you know pray it off or refute it off and now i can have my testimony of going through that experience but i want us to think about those people and i if you could close your eyes and just because each community each city each state each country has people but i can only speak of the people that we have here in the united states we have people that just walk the streets and they're talking to themselves and you could see them like in a zombie-like state but they're talking and it's almost you, you you can hear them like in a conversation but they're not talking to anybody and my mind automatically went to when the episode was over and i i thank god i was able to pray after i did the live on the the private facebook page for the members i did pray and i did seek god because i still it it did something to me it i'm not gonna say it traumatized me but i did experience a little trauma behind that because that was a new experience i had never i had thought about suicide but i had never heard a voice tell me to just end it i begin to think about those people that we call them crazy we say well that person they ain't got all because they walking around and they're talking to themselves and their hands are frailing back and forth and they could be pulling their hair and they can be talking and you think they're talking to you but they're looking in another direction what voices are in their heads what is those voices saying to these people that they get worked up some of them have to the the police have to be called because they get all in an uproar and they can't control their emotions they can't control what comes out of their mouth and they become disruptive or even a harm to themselves or uh, whoever's around them and the authorities have to be called what is happening in these people's mind when they say they hear voices and the voices made them do whatever it is we've heard cases of where mothers have killed their children and some of them have said the voices made them do it or we've heard of people that have killed mass shootings or people that have done atrocious things and when they're interviewed you know and i know some of this is just a ploy and they don't want to face the sentence that they're about to get but i don't think all of it's a ploy i think some of it really is the voices the trauma of the voices and they don't know how to handle it they don't know what to do when those voices are telling them to kill or when those voices are telling them to harm themselves when that voice tells somebody to go stand at our bridge here is the talmadge bridge over the savannah river if that voice tells them to go stand over the talmadge bridge and jump and they can't get that voice out their head and the next thing you know we're either seeing on the news or or reading in the newspaper about someone committed suicide and jumped off the Talmadge Bridge or wherever your bridge is in your city or in your state your a small river somebody's drowned you know and and it was not a murder it was a suicide what are those voices that tell people to either inflict harm on themselves or on someone else because if i was not strong enough to reach out to somebody if i just 
tried to handle it myself and tried to pray myself because I know in that moment I was not able to pray. So that's why I did ask God, Lord, show me who I'm supposed to reach out to. And he showed me my lovely and beautiful church mother that just celebrated a birthday on Friday in her 70s, but still alive, still vibrant, still able to, you call her, she's going to pray for you. My beautiful church mother, Shirley Welch. I was able to reach out to her and to call her and she, God used her to minister to me mightily and to pray for me. But what if I didn't have the unction to call somebody? What if if I stayed and tried to fight that battle on my own? And I'm not saying that God wouldn't have been able to help me because he can do all things except fail. But what if I couldn't even reach out to him on my own? What if I just got to a place where the voices took over and i honestly believe that's what happens to some people that the voices take over and they don't know what to do they can't stop the voices they they're put on medication and they still hear the voices so ultimately either the voices take over or they're in their lives because they can't take the voices anymore the trauma of the voice the trauma of voices that thing in our head that tells us to do harm that tells us to either harm ourselves or harm someone else but it becomes consuming to the point where you cannot control it we've seen it in movies where we we've they of course it's hollywood and they put more emphasis and the the dramatics that goes with it but Take away Hollywood and just think about the reality of the people I just talked about. The people in sanitariums or the people that's just walking around and they they using their fingers like they're talking to somebody or they're clapping their hands together or they're taking their hands, hitting their thighs or however they're using to, or they're just straight out talking, you know, talking to that voice that they're hearing, trying to calm it down, trying to get it to subside so that they can just think but you can't think when the voices is getting louder and louder and coming at you and getting louder and I know this now because I experienced it for myself with the sneak attack that the enemy tried to do glory to God but I'm thankful that's why we have to keep people in prayer not only us our personal prayers or not only just our family but we have to keep people in prayer we have to be praying for the stranger we have to be praying for the person that may not know god we have to be praying because the enemy is after us he's after me he's after you he's after to devour anybody that he can get and he will use whatever what method that he wants to use that he's available to use that that would be more accessible to the person he's trying to get to me it was voices it was the voice to just go ahead and end it then you know you can't take one more thing you don't have to just end it how many people have felt for that how many people were going through so much until when they said they couldn't take anymore and the enemy said end it and they went and got a knife or a gun and they just ended it how many how many even if to my listeners and i thank y'all for the the numbers are climbing back up it's not the four to six thousand that it was but we were at right nine something 
last week and i know it was the first episode back so people got to get back into it and and back into the episode i'm thankful that i i don't rely on social media um the the outlets that is listen on people could just find it and i'm thankful for that that people could tell other people look this is a positive podcast real stories listen to it so i'm thankful that i don't have to rely on just social media that the the podcast can speak for itself the stories that the women share can speak for itself my commentary can speak for itself and it can carry to help and be a blessing to aid somebody even right now that may hear those voices right now if you're going through a trial and you hear the voice that's saying just let it go just let it be just end it do not fall for that voice do not let the enemy get in your head and cause you to be a detriment in your own life don't do it don't do it because god has plans for each and every one of us, each of us were born with a predestination. Each of us were born with what we are supposed to do, with what our why or what our is, is. And the enemy, of course, his job is to block that, to stop it, to even use us to block our own blessings, as the old people say. We can't be used to block what God is trying to do with us and in us and through us. We have to do what we're able to do. We have to allow God to use us. And in the midst of, because life is life. And we're going to go through things and life is not perfect. And sometimes it's just going to be a hard day. Some days it's just going to be bad. No matter how positive you are, no matter how your outlook is, some days it's just going to, you're just going to have one of those days. But in having one of those days, do not let your guard down because the minute you let your guard down and you think, well, I just need to take a break. I don't need to pray right now. I don't need to seek God right now. I just need to chill out and deal with this. The moment you try to deal with it on your own, that's when the enemy's going he's going to come in just like that, just like a whisper and plant stuff in your head and begin to have a discussion with you that trust me, you're not ready for You are not ready for the enemy when he's trying to talk to you because he has centuries of doing what he does. And little old me with 55 years and I've been I've been grown from 18. So not even the 55 years. So, yeah, I could say I've I've been on my own since I was 14. I've done this and I've done that. But I was not prepared when the enemy whispered to me and say, just end it then. Trust me, none of us would be. And, and the people that's walking around in the trauma of hearing their voices, of telling them to do this and do that and defecate and just walk around in it and don't try to find the bathroom and steal and, and to do these various things. Now, I'm not saying every crime that's committed is because of voices. Some people just evil in itself and they do what they do because they're evil and they want to commit crimes and do things against people. But I honestly feel that those people that honestly don't know how to get the help they need to stop the voices, the medications is not stopping the voices. They continue to hear that voice that gets louder and louder until they just can't take it anymore. And they end up to try to do anything 
to stop the voices. They might get on drugs to they won't have, so they won't have to hear. They might become alcoholic so that they don't have to hear or they might just commit suicide and end their lives so that they don't have to hear the trauma of the voice. The trauma of the voice. We take it for granted that we our hearing we want to hear positive things and we want to be positive in, in all around, just in general. We don't want to think that negativity exists or negativity even exists around us or even in us. But it does. But it's up to that person to make a decision to not let the negative take over. Be more positive than negative. Be uh, influenced. Be, be influenced. Don't be influenced by what the enemy is trying to get you to do. Just don't do it. But the more you hear those voices and the more you're in that headspace, it's harder to say, well, no, I'm just not going to do this. No, I, I could fight. If you've been hearing voices for a year, it's, it's going to seem impossible. If you've been hearing them for, I know that those few minutes that I heard it, it freaked me out. And I, I know I couldn't hear anymore. I couldn't deal with it. I needed to reach out to get help. But a lot of people don't ha- truly don't have anybody. So they try to deal with it alone. And the next thing you know, there's the, they're the ones that's labeled, okay, she done lost it. She, she's gone. She crazy. But something leads up to that. It doesn't just happen. Some event leads up to that a illness that that person can't handle anymore or as with me situations on top of situations on top of uh, an abundance of situations that I just I couldn't take one more thing even though I ended up taking more things after the episode was over because that's just life some people just are created to be carriers of things because God made us strong enough to deal with it I do believe I'm one of those people and I don't take gripe with it. I, I mean, I, I accepted it years ago that people are able to come and talk to me. I can listen. I can give advice because God made me that way. It's nothing that I do on my own. But it's a starting point for when somebody could be just normal and you see them some years later and they're not normal anymore. I know people I've gone to school with and I see them now and those are some of the people that's just walking around counting their fingers or tapping their fingers and mumbling something, something. They're having a conversation with somebody, but we're not able to see them. They can't see them either, but they hear, they hear. So I will ask that today, if that is you, If you have been in that moment where you really felt overwhelmed and you started hearing voices and you you didn't didn't know what it was, but you know something was telling you that your life didn't matter. Something was telling you that maybe you're not good enough. Something was telling you that you, you just, you believe you more than anybody else believe you. But they say it in a negative context. And you're just talking just to talk. Ain't nobody listening to you, guy or boy or girl, whoever you are. Nobody's listening to you. So why even talk? So then that's when the person that was talking to then begins not to talk as much. And then people notice, well, they changing. What's wrong with them? 
You don't know, we don't know what people go through. We don't know what goes on behind their closed doors. It's many things that can cause a person to just shut down or to just give up or to just throw their hands up and say, whatever the voice is, I give in because I can't deal with it. And then the voices really do take over. And they're having conversations that with, with something in their head that no one can see, even them. It's a sad thing, but it's our reality. All we have to, we don't have to drive far. Some of us can look out our front doors and see what people are going through, the hurt, the pain, the misery, the just the condemnation of, of whatever they might feel. It, it could be a guilt that something they have done and the enemy uses that guilt to torture them and they begin to hear those voices. You didn't pay for what you did, even though God forgives us. The enemy will have you thinking that there is no forgiveness for what you did because what you did was so atrocious and so awful. There's no forgiveness for you. And then you believe it to be like, well, you're right. Ain't no forgiveness for me because I messed up. And as soon as you say it, that's all he needed. You don't even need it for you to say it. Just your actions, just in you cutting people off and not returning phone calls and being isolated. That's how we end up with people just being in their homes and not coming back out for years. Becoming hermits, becoming hoarders, becoming things that we don't understand but they and they don't understand it they don't understand why they're collecting things because they, they hear the voices saying you need this and this and this and they already got five and six or tens or hundreds of that already but they need one more it's a harsh reality to know that something invisible as a voice can have control over us and cause us to do a total 360 in our lives we can come to a complete moment of reality check. What's going on with me? When you begin to question your own actions and why you're doing the things you're doing, because something told me I should do that, but I don't, I don't, don't seem like I should be doing this. But then you do it, and then the next thing you know is something that's taking you a little deeper on the dark side. Something that's telling you to do a little more, and you don't want to do it. And you could even end the physical, start holding your head because you don't want to hear what the voices are telling you. But because it's outweighing what you are strong enough to handle, you end up doing it. And before you know it, that's how we end up with these horrible things that we hear on the news. And I do believe that some of those people that said the voices made them do it, it's a reality. It's it's for real. I don't want to ever get to that point again where a voice is telling me to end my own life. I don't want anybody to go through that. And if I can reach anybody on this podcast that is even considering taking their own lives. Your life matters. Don't do it. You have purpose. You are beautiful or you are handsome. You are needed. People need you. But even if you have nobody and even if nobody right in your immediate circle needs you, you need you. You need yourself to be present and available. You need yourself to be used by God for whatever gift he gave you so that you can be useful, so that you can discover your purpose. Don't fall for the trap of the enemy. Don't fall for his tricks. 
um, I remember this commercial with this cereal. It was Trix cereal. I don't know if they still make Trix because um, I didn't like Trix anyway, but because I think I said earlier in the year when I was given a diabetic diagnosis that I, the sweets really have not been a, as much as a struggle as I thought they would be. Um, I rarely eat sweets now. Um, and I'm thankful for that. But the, with the trick cereal, it says silly rabbit tricks are for kids. And we really have to get to that point and let Satan know that we're not falling for his devices. It's not going to be that easy for him to come in our heads and deceive us. Glory to God. We don't need to be so easily deceived by the enemy. So if you are in need, if you have... Um, was hearing these voices and really feel even if you haven't got to the point of hearing the voices yet if you really feel that you're overwhelmed and you really can't take one more thing reach out to somebody and if you don't want to share it with somebody you know each state has a crisis hotline that you can call and talk to someone talk to someone don't keep that stuff bottled in don't keep all of that bottled in don't let the voices consume you and overtake you and cause you to lose your mind because that's exactly what is happening people are literally going crazy because they, they can't control what's being said and what they hear in their heads so they're, they're trying to fight it and going crazy in the process but I, I, any listener, any listener that might even know somebody that may have went through a change and you, you don't know what's going on with them or you don't understand, try to reach out to them. Try to talk to them to get to see if they will talk to you. But try to get a conversation going. And you don't have to ask them automatically, okay, what's going on with you? Just let them know you're there and you're available, even if you have to leave them a voicemail. Let them know, okay, I'm just checking on you. I, I miss you. Is there anything I could do for you? I'm here if you need me. And, and just leave the conversation as open so they would know that you're there and available for them and just hang up. And if you don't hear right back from them, wait a couple of days and do it again because consistency is key. Sometimes we'll check on somebody and then we don't hear from them again for months before we check on them again. That's not consistency. When you're checking on somebody and really seeing about them and, and they're in a place of that dark space, they need to know that people care without you trying to question them and get something out of them that they're not ready to share yet. But make yourself present. Make yourself known. Let them know that you love them and care for them. And whenever they're ready to talk, you're there for them. Or even if they just want to sit on the phone and be silent with you, be there for them. Be their soft space. Be their soft place. Be that person that's able to help them get through what they're getting through because a lot of people don't have that. And then when somebody passes on and, and we say, oh, what they know, they knew so many people, why they didn't reach out to somebody? There is a reason why. There is a reason why, because the enemy has convinced them that they're all alone and that nobody cares. Just like the enemy had done got in my head and said, nobody cares about you anyway. Nobody loves you. Just end it. <laughs> I could I could jokingly, and it's not even, I'm laughing it off because I, I take the enemy seriously. I know God is who he is. 
but I also realize that the enemy is who he is. And in my own strength, no, I'm not powerful to even touch whatever his thought process of whatever he's trying to do. But I know my God is. That's why I stay prayed up. And that's why even in my weakness, I had the strength enough to pray and ask God who to call. And then to go ahead and call them. So we have to. Everybody doesn't have that. Some people would have been able to pray it off. Some people are praying those voices off. And we thank God for strength. Thank God for growth. That when you hear that voice, you're able to pray it off. You're able to do it on your own. In that moment, I was not. I'm not ashamed to say it. But if it ever happens again, and I pray it doesn't. But if it ever happens again, I would. my guard would not be let down. Glory to Jesus. I hope this episode helped somebody this week as we talked about the trauma of the voice the trauma of the voice i just reach out to somebody if if you were close to somebody and all of a sudden or maybe not suddenly maybe gradually they begin to not be so present anymore and you know they're going through something but they won't talk to you don't try to get them to talk. Just let them know that you're there and you and you care. And be consistent with that. And eventually, it'll weigh in. Eventually, they'll know that you're there and they can reach out. But if they're willing to talk, be willing to listen. Don't say, I didn't expect them to start talking now. If they start talking to you immediately, maybe they're just waiting on that phone call and they're ready to talk right now. They just want to know who was available to talk. Don't dismiss them go ahead and listen go ahead and listen to what they have to say and maybe you don't need to say anything maybe they just need to get what they need to get out and breathe just be able to woosah and get it out and move on hallelujah if you would like to share your story on a woman's soul restored please reach me by email at a woman's soul restored at gmail.com the website is www.awomansoulrestored at gmail no got y'all excuse me got caught up in the story the website is www.livelifenowlovelifenow.net And the Facebook page is A Woman's Soul Restored. So for this week, this is LaTanya Hendry. You all be blessed and we look forward to having a great, great season for season three. Be blessed.